This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Ultimately, it came down to, what am I passionate about? The answer to that question was my spirituality. That's what I love. That's what I am passionate about. All that I had learned from my order about life, its mysteries, and how to work with the powers of the universe, that's what turns me on. After coming to know that, I turned my focus on, how do I make this a new life, says Jeff. Valerie Atelis interviews Jeffrey Siegel, an author, life coach, artist, founder of Mystic Journey Bookstore and Mystic Journey Crystals and speaker. Jeffrey Siegel was raised and educated in Los Angeles. He went to Occidental College and then to law school at American University in Washington, D.C., After securing his JD in 1985, Jeffrey returned to Los Angeles and began what turned out to be a 25-plus year legal career. Before beginning that career, however, Jeffrey failed the bar exam. This failure turned out to be one of the most positive events in Jeffrey's life. It was this failure that inspired Jeffrey to turn to a set of spiritual teachings he had been given but had never looked at to help him overcome the bar exam hurdle. These teachings and the manifestation techniques contained therein not only helped Jeffrey pass the bar exam the next time, but they became the guiding life principles he has used ever since to create all that he wanted in his life. It is these teachings that are the core of this book. Jeffrey then began his legal practice, but after 10 years, he started to become disenchanted. As time passed, this feeling became disillusionment, lack of fulfillment, and ultimately an intense desire to get out of law. But the golden handcuffs were too tight. He couldn't leave. That was until, after some 20 years of practice, Jeffrey created a cancer in his body, a cancer to finally force him out. While the doctors initially thought they had caught the cancer early, a follow-up test revealed a lymph node abnormality. The doctors wanted Jeffrey to undergo chemotherapy. Jeffrey instinctively knew, however, that this was not the right path for him. Instead, he chose a course of natural or alternative healing. He put together a team of healers, including an acupuncturist, 
a body worker, an energy worker, and a traditional therapist to guide him on his path of healing. After six months of working with his team, the abnormality had completely disappeared. It was during this time of healing that Jeffrey decided to leave the practice of law and follow his passion in the realm of spirituality and create Mystic Journey Bookstore. Meet Jeffrey at mysticjourneybookstore.com. Here is the interview with Jeffrey Siegel. In your own words, who is Jeffrey Siegel? Wow, that's a great question to start. Who is Jeffrey Siegel? Jeffrey Siegel is a a Renaissance man who has worked to experience life in as many ways as life has presented itself as deeply as possible. Ah, I love that word, deep. That kind of makes me think about spirituality. And looking inside ourselves, kind of trying to understand what this is actually. Who are we? What life is all about? I love these questions. So when you say deeper, please give me an idea of how deep (laughs) you went on the experiences of life so far, Jeff. Wow. So, you know, I would start, I mean, look, I was a lawyer for 25 years. I rose to the top of that profession. I have delve deeply now into, I mean, I've, you know, owned and, and run Mystic Journey Bookstore for more than a decade and have delved deep into my crystal business. And then as an umbrella over all of it is my, my spiritual life. I was fortunate enough to be given some spiritual training, really lessons that came in the mail that I worked on for over, you know, 20 years. And it really has become the core of my being and the core of my value systems. And so those things that I have pursued, I have pursued fully and vigorously and with all of my passion. Yes, I have questions for you about the book that you have written about um, interesting subjects, the code of life. I never heard about that before. So I'll be asking you questions about the manifesting or manifestation techniques and that too. It seems like it's connected to that spiritual understanding that you have gained. Yes. And with that in mind, just an open question to you. What is spirituality? How do you define spirituality these days, Jeff? Well, I think it's an extremely individually answered question. What is spiritual for one, almost certainly it's not spiritual for another. I don't even need to qualify it. For me, it is connecting with what I would call the universal energy and the the core of my, you know, I could call it my being or my soul and having this sense of knowing that I'm in connection with, with this greater force. I say to people a lot these days, you know, however someone wants to be spiritual is okay. I mean, I, I think what we really need is is more tolerance in that. Mm. And I say to people, you know, look, if you want to, you know, worship or whatever the word is, it's, a, you know, analogous to worship, to find meaning in frogs. And that leads you to be a better person, to give more to all of humanity. 
So be it. I mean, that's great. Uh, we're not here. We shouldn't be here to judge each other's approach. I mean, my view of spirituality really is that is that there's a core energy that is the same for everyone. And everybody's path is just different spokes to the center of that same wheel. What is success to you today? How do you define success for yourself? I often say that happiness should not be an individual's goal. Because if happiness is a goal, then you're never happy on the way to getting there. And that's not a good way to live. And so for me, success is to be living, you know, every day, every moment, you know, be, being present and being in as constant or frequent state of happiness, of contentment and fulfillment that I can possibly be. Because after, you know, we started talking about different things that, you know, that I've done and who I am. I mean, look, there, there are stresses that are going to come up in life, no matter what you do, it's never going to be, and it's not meant to be perfect and easy and a bed of roses all the time. But I think that success is being in a space where there really is that sense of contentment and fulfillment and joy on as, you know, constant or regular basis as possible. Money's not the answer. I mean, it's clearly internal. You know, spiritual teachings are abundant with or replete with the ideas that, you know, material things and outside stuff can't bring that fulfillment. I agree. Not to deny, right, Jeff, that abundance, having. For sure. No, I'm all about. I mean, look, as much as one wants to gather, particularly if they're sharing it, you know, with others, I mean, I'm all for that. And I, I, I certainly think that money and monetary abundance along with you know, abundance of love and all these other things is a good thing. So I agree with you. So another question I have is about the purpose of the human experience. But I think you have already kind of answered that question. Well, I mean, let me add something to that. I mean, because I, I, I think that's a fabulous question and certainly one that many people are looking like, why am I here? What's my purpose? And my, my personal answer for that is, to experience as much as possible and to share that experience with others. I believe that the universal energy sees through our eyes and hears through our ears and and experiences through us and that by us experiencing as much as possible on this physical plane, that universal energy is getting to experience with us all these different things. So let me ask you a few questions about healing. What is healing to you? And what are some of the misconceptions we have about healing? Healing to me is bringing one's mind, body, and soul into alignment and into alignment with one's true purpose. I mean, when dis disease, I mean, is disease. I mean, something's not easy. Something's not in alignment. And so I think that when one is healing, then they're bringing whatever is not in alignment back into alignment. Yeah, so that's there's something that's out of alignment within ourselves in relation to the environment, perhaps. To, to ourselves and, 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 like I said, with our purpose, you know, our path of being here in this incarnation, yeah. What are some of the misconceptions we have? Does anything come to mind when I ask that question? Misconceptions about healing. Well, 
I have Mystic Journey Bookstore and Mystic Journey Crystal Gallery. And at our bookstore, we have intuitive readers. And at the Crystal Gallery, we have crystals. And I think a lot of people think that either our readers or our crystals or something can, they can bring instantaneous healing or even starting the path to healing, but everything needs to be just right. It doesn't, you know, people will ask me about use of crystals and healing. And my, my response is always that, you know, particularly if a healer, a third person is involved, there has to be some connection between the healer, the one being healed and the crystal. You know, it isn't always there, but that doesn't mean to give up or to think that it's never, you know, it doesn't work or all this stuff. I mean, there's just some moment or something that, that has to come to bring everything together where that healing can happen. I have heard before, which is um, kind of an interesting phrase that all healing is self-healing. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, all the crystals or, or, or anything else, along with the a healer, are merely tools or yeah. instruments to help one heal his or herself. I mean, look, if I don't know, if you have uh, something in you that needs to be taken out, that's a little bit of a different thing. But then even the healing after that, it's internal work. This might be a good time to talk about your own healing journey, Jeff. You're diagnosed with cancer. I mean, I think it was suggested that you uh, went through the process of chemotherapy, but you didn't. So you healed yourself in a natural way. So that really caught my attention when I read that. Thank you for that. I had been a lawyer for, like I said, I was a lawyer for 25 years, but after about 10, I really started to not enjoy it. And over time, I really really wanted to get out until one day I said to myself, you know, if I don't get out, I'm going to get sick. And sure enough, and, and I say this and I believe it, I had given myself cancer to finally push myself hard enough to get out of the practice of law. I had testicular cancer and so they did surgery and they thought they got everything. And then I went back for my first follow-up and they said, nope, I think we were wrong. Something's wrong in your lymph nodes and you need to have chemo. And for me, the most, one of the most important moments was instantaneously, I was like, that's not right for me. There was no doubt in my mind, hearing my inner voice, my intuition, whatever label you want to put on that was crystal clear to me that it's not, that was not my path for this. And um, even though my best friend was my doctor and was like, and very scientific and didn't want me to not have chemo, I was like, no, I, I have to do this. And it was funny, he made a deal with me. He's like, you do your little foo-foo new age stuff for 90 days and we'll test again. I'm like, deal. And so I put together this team of healers. I had an energy worker and a body worker. I had an acupuncturist and a, what you would call a regular therapist. And I did this healing work. I took a sabbatical from the law and I did this, you know, healing work with my team. And I went back to test after 90 days and the abnormality had gone away by 50%. So my, my friend doctor, he's like, I said to him, well, do I get another 90 days? He's like, okay. I'll give you the the other 90 days. And sure enough, after another 90 days, whatever had been reading wrong had disappeared. And really, to me, it was about, again, it was so much about that moment of knowing my path and feeling it and pursuing it. And then using the, the you know, one of the things I learned from this, I had been very good 
throughout my life in manifesting things externally in the external world. And this was my opportunity to manifest internally, to use the same techniques inside my body that I had been using outside. And so I used those techniques and I had my, my team of healers to help and, you know, to support and guide me in certain ways. And my path took me to where, like I said, the abnormality disappeared and I started a new life. I left the law and, and started again. Thank you so much for being you, <laughs> for embodying the true nature and just letting it, it do what it does, just uh, life itself flow. I love that human beings can come to this point one day. All of us can experience this, just the um, letting life be life and not getting away and trying to, to force right, things to happen in an unnatural way. Or one of my first true spiritual teachers told me one time that my biggest challenge in walking my path would be to get out of my own way. <laughs> yes. Uh, what do you love most about being in a human body? Wow. I mean, I get to experience incarnate life and all of the beauty and all of the love that is here. I live at the beach. I mean, I'm looking out at the ocean now. This is one of the things that I manifested that I wanted I travel the world. I've had fabulous relationships, beautiful daughter. So I, I mean, I think, I mean, you said something earlier where, I mean, look, life, incarnate life is a true gift. I mean, it's a blessing. And so I, I love it. I wrote something down the other day that I look at frequently that says, you know, live life like it's a dessert. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes, uh, that's cute. I never heard it that way. And my last warm-up question is, what is freedom to you? What is your idea of liberation? Freedom is, you know, being able to pursue one's own desires. I mean, to not feel constrained. And, you know, there's, well, and I can relate it back to myself. I mean, look, many of us feel tied or really in handcuffs in the situation that we're in. I mean, I certainly felt that way as a lawyer. That's part of the reason I stayed there for so long and made myself get sick. But the fact is, is that there really are no handcuffs. Mm. We can change our lives in an instant. And it's a matter of being brave and having faith that the universe will always provide. You wrote the book, The Tiny Book of Big Manifesting. Talk to me about how you became a writer and what was the main inspiration and intention of writing your book. I became a writer because I, I felt that I had certain experiences and certain wisdom that I wanted to share. This wisdom was, some of it was given to me, some of it was learned through experience, and I wanted to share. And a lot of people would say to me, you know, you should write a book. And it, it, it's interesting, it brings me back, there was a time when I was a lawyer where I started painting. And I started putting, you know, paintings in my office as a lawyer, which, and they were hearts, so it was really unusual, right? And people were like, you should do more and more. And I actually expanded that and, and ultimately had a show and, and did great. And it was from encouragement of people and from speaking with people I was just encouraged by them to write. And I've always, I mean, my whole legal career was writing and I like to write and I, w I wanted to share. I mean, this is, I mean, you know, really, isn't that what life is really supposed to be about in so many ways is sharing with others? Yes. So that was my inspiration. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Yeah, you are also a life coach, right, Jeff? What is like to work with you? Do you meet people in person, online, groups? I like to really meet with people in person. I'm always, if I had a preference, um, I, I love to meet one-on-one. But I, you know, I also meet with people on, on Skype or on Zoom um, and even over the phone with no video. I don't really do groups. I really want to be able to devote my entire focus and my entire energy to the person that I'm meeting with, that I'm having a session with. And I just talked to somebody else, I think it was yesterday, and she said how we're talking about how powerful it is to be in the presence of another human being and be able to feel the body language, the heart um, contact. It's the heart-to-heart contact. It just makes a huge difference. I do feel connected to my guests. It's, uh, I call this my sacred hour, and there's something that transcends even the physical body. And I feel very connected to you now and all my guests. It's almost like there's no need to meet in person to experience this kind of connection. It feels to me. Yes, sir. Well, you've developed this this universe that you meet people in and and it becomes more than just a chat, more than just an audio call, because I'm sure as you're doing this, there are images in your mind that are coming up. And so you, you really create this whole universe. So um, talk to me for a moment about some of the manifesting techniques you share in the book. Let me give one that I think is, it, it's just so important and, and really is um, that people are often surprised surprised to hear. Um, but I think that it's, it's just so key to everything. It's the foundation to everything. And that is that when people want to manifest something, they have to decide on what it is they really want. And this isn't like a multiple choice question and you can say all of the above. I use the, I don't know if it's in it, I think it's a metaphor. You know, you watch TV or something, you see these like a light beam goes into a glass or a crystal and it's focused and then it causes a fire, right? It's a similar kind of thing with with manifesting. You need to focus that energy, that creative energy, you know, you being everyone, you know, everyone who's, who's doing this needs to focus that energy on the one thing that they really want, because without that, the energy becomes dispersed and it's not. I mean, one can still create the things they want. I mean, I'm not going to say it won't happen, but it may take a little bit of a different form or it may take a little longer. But when one can really bring that one thing into mind, um, that's what really starts to catalyze the manifesting process. It resonates. It makes a lot of sense to me. What my question has been is, How do we do that without the attachment to results, the expectations? Because I don't, like in my case, that would be something that I would not like to practice, to kind of think about something that I want and then not have this desire (laughs) to get there. Basically, the question is, how can we visualize or want something, be very clear about what we want without the attachments to it? Okay, so that's a great question. I mean, the thing to keep in mind, I'm gonna say, is that we're creating all the time, okay? Everything that we're thinking or saying 
can lead, you know, we're directing the energy of the universe. We're creating, I mean, what happens with so many people who having hurdles in their life or challenges in their life on a recurring basis, a lot of what's happening is that they are unconsciously creating. And so the idea is to consciously create, to consciously co-create with the universe and to do that with something that you want to have happen. And yes, there is that, you know, don't be attached to the outcome. And so, if you know, look, if, if something doesn't happen, the idea would be don't think oh, I'm a failure or it doesn't work. If something is not manifesting that you want, then what, this is for me. Once again, something's not quite in alignment and it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's something to teach one to go back and to reevaluate and to change something and to learn from it and grow from it. Everything has a, a positive lesson to be learned. And so, you know, that's why don't get necessarily attached to the outcome. If something doesn't necessarily work the way you want it to, then take it as a growing opportunity. Yeah, I love that. Because in, in this way, we are just open. There's this open-mindedness and open-heartedness. That's something that I really value. It makes life so much easier. <laughs> it kind of wish for things, but at the same time, to be open to whatever comes. Another question I have is about the, that you mentioned about your book is the code of life. What is the code of life? So for me, it's really a set of values to live by because, I mean, look, there in our bookstore, like we have a whole section on what we call universal law on manifesting. I mean, look, there's certainly some core teachings on manifesting that don't vary at all. There are lots and lots of books and people to teach and coach and guide people in manifesting. But I think that a lot of times what is missing or what can be added to the manifesting techniques to really to accelerate them and to solidify them is a sense of values. And so, I mean, one, let me, I'll give you one, for example. So for me, my integrity is at the core of my being. I work on a regular basis, on a constant basis, to make sure that, that my words and my thoughts are true. That there's no, I mean, look, we talk, people talk it all about little white lies and these kind of things. And to me, those kind of things are extremely detrimental to manifesting. Because if you can't, whether you're talking to someone else or even worse, talking to yourself, and you can't be honest, with you, that person or yourself, why would the universe think that you're being honest with it to create what you say you really want? And so there are just a whole series of what may seem like small values that I have lived by that I want to share that I think really can, like I said, aid and accelerate the manifesting process. Yeah, that's a, a beautiful message and a very important one. Being true to oneself, that's what I call true power, if you can do that, no doubt. Do you have anything left to manifest? What do you want from life, Jeff, as of today? Yeah, that's a great question, you know, because I, I was with somebody the other day and I was like, I have a truly blessed life. And so... 
You know, in terms of what I, I want to manifest, well, one, there's one one specific thing and one that's sort of a, a much broader thing. You know, we sell some of the largest and finest crystals and geos to be found anywhere in the world. I would really love to have them go into more public places, including hospitals. And so that is definitely um, on my radar as something that I want to manifest. And the other thing that, that is, I guess, a little more personal and more broad is, I mean, I, I love to travel and I've traveled a lot, but I, um, I would love to have an extended time to travel with no itinerary. Oh, that sounds great. Into the unknown. Uh, I mean, not exactly, but I love this idea of embracing the uh, unknown, being free enough to just uh, do things we've never done before without fear. Yes, without fear. There's a great line that I, I like to say to people, and, and this goes with manifesting. And I mean, so many people, they are afraid to take that step to try something new. And, and I always, you know, I, I often say, you know, leap and the net will appear. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, trust. Yeah, some people call it faith. I like the word trust for some reason more. And I'm wondering, who am I trusting? The universe, myself, uh, something in me? Not sure. Or maybe the same thing, right? Because we are the universe from my perspective. <laughs> yes, I agree with that uh, 100%. <laughs> so we're almost at the end, Jeff. It has been delightful to talk to you, to listen to your wisdom and how you say these things too, the sound. And yeah, talk to me for a moment before we say goodbye. I do have a few more questions, the ending questions, about the store you have. I know it's a bookstore. I have it here somewhere. Yeah, it's Mystic Journey Bookstore. So I have two stores now that are actually adjacent to each other. There's Mystic Journey Bookstore and Mystic Journey Crystals. And we're in Santa Monica, California on the very unusual name of Main Street. The bookstore has been around for, we're coming up. It's actually this month will be um, actually next week, 13 years. Hard to believe. And um, the gallery, a few less. And yeah, we're online at, at um mysticjourneyla.com is sort of our umbrella website and there's also mysticjourneybookstore.com and mysticjourneycrystals.com and um, I love it there I mean that's the one thing that I would also say to people in, in concluding one of my teachers taught me she wanted me to get to a place where I could say I love what I do and it took me a long time but I can now say with all my heart and full conviction that I love what I do. <laughs> yeah, and it's a beautiful thing that you do, too. Thank you for being you again. Thank you. And thank you for speaking with me and, and conducting this wonderful interview. I'm very grateful. Thank you for the encouragement, Jeff. The body appreciates. And let's see my ending questions. I'll ask you this one. What is another word for life? Love. Yes. And what are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body? First is deep love, I mean, with another individual. The second is to visit some place on earth 
where they have this sense that this is my bliss, this is my heaven, or whatever word you want to fill in, to be able to experience that place. And I guess the third thing would be that moment of like, where one can say, I feel fulfilled, I feel content, I feel in alignment. Beautiful messages for all of us to be reminded to. Thank you so much again, Jeff, for your, your authentic presence, the work you do, and everything else in between that could be felt. Thank you. Thanks. Many blessings to you. You too. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Jeffrey Siegel and his work, please visit mysticjourneybookstore.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.